Welcome to A Case of the Monday, the show where we preview, review, and get in our feelings about all things Bachelor and Bachelorette related. I am your host, Mike Kyle, and as always, I am joined by my cousin, BC, Brendan Coin. Brendan, how are you doing today for our hometowns episode recap of The Bachelor? Doing pretty good, my man. Uh, somewhat excited to talk about it, only because... It was kind of a crappy episode, but nonetheless, we'll give it our best shot. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I'm really curious to know what the general consensus was of this episode, because truthfully, around 7.55 last night, so five minutes before the episode started, it hit me. It was, wait, we have hometowns this week, and I think like... That was weird how it snuck up on us. I mean, we talked about it last week where we had 11 contestants and by the end of the two hours, we were down to four. So that was bizarre. And then all of a sudden, here we are at hometown, just kind of snuck up on all of us. Like we are in the home stretch of this thing. I know, which is pretty crazy. And before we get into it, I have a confession. Go ahead. I know who wins. Motherfucker. What happened? And you know what? I did not go searching for it. It accidentally happened this weekend when I was in Cincinnati visiting my sister. My sister spilled the beans. I don't think she knew that I didn't know. So that was a little frustrating, like not with her, but just in general. I like to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um And then, like, once you know, like, you start to dig down the rabbit hole, like, you can't really stop yourself. And so, like, I'm not going to ruin anything for you. I'll play dumb. I'm but just like, yeah, I am too. I am too. Like, you know, I'd like to be like a little sort of sort of surprised. Like, even for Tasha season, like, obviously, like Zach was the favorite, and we all thought he was going to win, but we still didn't know. Like, I still didn't know he was going to win. You know, like anything could have happened. And now I feel like that's kind of been taken away from me. Mm-hmm. And then once you start digging down the rabbit hole, it just makes things so much worse. So I just have to confess that to you. I will play dumb. I promise I will not ruin anything for you. I mean, I'm, and who knows? Maybe, maybe that, maybe my sister's wrong. I remember when I was spoiled during my first season of watching the show. I started watching it through the lens of please be wrong, please be wrong, please be wrong. Ultimately, yeah. it was right. And so I was spoiled, but it is that interesting. Was season, right? Huh? That was next season. That yeah, was I knew Nick's- that Vanessa yeah. was going to win. Uh, like yeah. f- five or six weeks into it, my friend's sister told me after oh, I told her. Oh, not no, that to sucks. Me. Yeah, not, that not sucks. fun. Especially because I told her explicitly. I said, do not tell me. And she just told me anyway. So thanks. Yeah. I mean, my sister didn't do that, but it just like, she didn't know that I didn't know. So it just kind of happened. It's no big deal. Your, you know, your sister, like she like historically like looks up spoilers, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think like she's, I mean, like she, I don't think she wants to be surprised. Right. Um, I I think you, I think you brought that up before that she's known before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she has like, or she's definitely dropped. I think like, I remember her dropping hints to me on Colton about Colton season similarly. So uh, it it just kind of happened. It is what it is. It's no big deal, but out of full disclosure, I felt like I owed it to you to tell you that. 
Well, I appreciate you telling me that and also dropping a bomb to start the episode. Like, thanks. Hey, it was a boring <laughs> episode last night, so I felt like I had to bring some fire to our Case of the Mondays podcast. Yeah, you definitely did, and now you got my head spinning. Um, All I know, don't go digging. It'll only make things worse. It'll only make you more upset. Well, that's the thing, right? I've always said that the this kind of ties into it. I've always said that the Instagram explore page is the most dangerous place on the internet because Instagram's algorithm is so good at showing you exactly what you want to see. So for example, I think at one point I followed only like three or four people from the bachelor, but you just look at my feed right now and, and I'm literally just refreshing. And the first picture I see is, uh matt and michelle and i keep scrolling and then there's another picture and it's like oh there's rachel and then there's brie that was on there earlier today i'm just scrolling right now and like there's that picture of dale and claire that you showed me last week or two weeks ago yeah talked about that so well and even like for me like i don't think i follow any bachelor bachelorette people on instagram but just by searching for them i'm getting the same Like stuff that you're seeing in your, in your feed. And of of course, like if it's any, remember, if it's anything like I'm going to use like a screenshot. So anything in writing that's in a photo, Instagram's not going to be able to, to run that and say, oh, wait, there's a spoiler in here. Not going to show that. No, like that's going to show up. So I, I always try and stay so far away from the Instagram explore page when this show is airing for that reason. Because like there's gonna be content that like, like that's cool because like maybe it's like oh hey I just found Bree's Instagram let me follow her so it's great for that reason but also terrible because there's no filter for what the content actually is going to be or I guess the content within the content right yeah no I mean and like I started following Reality Steve and that seems like a terrible decision. Uh, not that I would necessarily go searching for it, but like, I just unfollowed him because I just don't want to get in that habit of that being available to me or so easily available to Mm -hmm. me. Like, I'm not going to look on his website and look it up, but if it's like in my Twitter feed and I see something and you click on it and it just spirals out of control. So yeah, just unfollowed him. No offense to reality, Steve, no, but I want to be surprised. Right. Yeah. I know a few people that have sent me stuff from him and I'm always just like, please don't like I've done. So I've, I'm always really good about trying to stay away from him specifically. Again, it's nothing personal to him. It's just that I want, I want my viewing experience to be sacred. Right. When I'm watching this show. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. I'm in, I'm totally in the same boat that you are. All right. Let's talk some hometowns and Let's call it what it was. We got a super standard, very basic episode this week. It was, there was not a whole lot there really to discuss. Like there was nothing super over the top impactful. Maybe there were a few moments, but by and large, we were basic bitches this week. I know. And I think you even like summed it up. I think I saw this. It was one of your tweets, like, you know, about, where is the drama of hometowns anymore? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's I been mean, a while. It has been a while. I know. Like, I feel like I can't even really give good examples. I mean, I don't know. Like was it was Peter's the hometown with Maddie kind of rough. Like, um, you that's know, a good I, one. I don't know. Like that's a good one. The one that ever in my head was 
Um, the one that always pops into my head was Colton and Tasha. Tasha's hometown. Remember that was when Ooh, yeah. her dad was her dad. Really, was was grilling Colton. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, like you just kind of like just dial it back to some of the recent hometowns, and it, it's it's been a bit. It's been a while. Uh, Peter and Maddie was a, is a really great example that maybe I've overlooked. But yeah, I feel like that we have to go back maybe a season or two to really just hammer home. Remember when hometowns were good, right? When there was actual like stakes and factors at play, but we didn't really have that this episode. I know. And it's kind of a bummer because like hometowns are such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it just is what I is what it is, I guess. Um, You know, I get, you know, Rachel's dad seemed like he got into Matt a little bit and was asking some tough questions and, you know, Bree's mom kind of grilled him a little bit, but like, there was no like end all be all drama, like nothing crazy that happened. Um, you know, that I think, I don't think anything that happened will change the course of the show going forward. Gotcha. Um, let's just kind of dial it back down. Let's go one by one and just kind of break them down just a little bit. If there is any other thoughts or, you know, extra ideas that do come into mind as we're discussing, we'll be sure to shoot those out. Let's start off with Michelle. First hometown. Um, went her hometown date, I think was by far and away the best of the four. Yeah. I really liked her parents. Um, and even just the date in general, like it was That's what I'm saying. Yeah, students the, showed up yep. and, you know, like they grilled Matt. It was just something different. And yeah, I mean, I, I thought it went probably about as well as it could. And, you know, she could totally be the winner at the end of this. I think that's the very interesting thing here, right? Because the expectation, right? Let's again, let's call it what it is. The expectation here is that Rachel is going to win. Like that is the thing that we've been saying for weeks. She's been the front runner. Uh, I was talking to a few people the other day. And they were like, I think your take that Chris defended Rachel so hard because she wins is spot on. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Michelle, like Michelle should be able to make a super heavy run here. You know, it's they, Matt and Michelle just fit like a fucking puzzle. And yeah. it, it is like in a way that's much different than Matt and Rachel. Like they're. Matt and Michelle just seem so much more naturally. They just seem like a naturally better fit together overall. Sure. Um, and you yeah. saw that with the way that they were interacting during her hometown date, whether it was, you know, riding bikes or just being like, Hey, like, would you be the dad on the bike with their kids? And he's like, no, nah, I think my kids would just blow right past me. And then obviously we had the, <laughs> right. We had the zoom date, uh, uh, not, not the zoom date, the, uh, the zoom call with her students and, you know, getting that kind of connection. We've t- when we know, how the two are both super involved with kids, you know, in their respective programs. And those two, it's like, in, I think that's the thing, right? In a vacuum, in a vacuum, those two are perfect for each other. And yeah. it's just, it's just weird. Cause viewing it from that outside angle, it's like, dude, like the choice is obvious here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think from like very early on when they went on with, went on their first one-on-one we were both like you know 
I think we even might have said, like, you know, is this it? Like, is, yep. like, is this going to be the couple at the end of it? And she's just a big-time player. Not, like, player-player, but obviously right. she's just, I don't know. Like, went, they went really well, and it would not surprise me if she won it. Do you think that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use the words haunt her? Do you think it's going to haunt her that she showed up during week three or four, and it could have been different had she shown up night one? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, think like think I, about that because she is the only one of the of the new five that made it this far, and we are and as we just said, like they're so they're so natural to to each other. For sure. That's a great question. And I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it could make a difference. And, you know, when it comes down to it and there's these two people and there's not a whole lot of difference between the two of them and they're neck and neck in this race, like something's got to give and having that extra time with somebody extra two, three weeks, whatever it was, is going to make the difference. And I think just merely by the fact that all those other people who came in late, went home pretty quickly, um, shows like how much of an uphill battle that she had from the beginning. And I think what's actually crazy about that now that I'm thinking is like, I think I, like, I feel like I was just in that situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not, not to get all personal here, but like, you know, I moved to a brand new city in two weeks, two weeks, yeah, like five States away. And I had an, I had a new thing with somebody and I was just like, Hey, if for this to work, we got to make every day count. If we're even going to attempt to do this thing, you know, long distance. And I saw, I literally just I, like literally this month, I just went through it and like, you see how valuable that time actually is. So for sure. with her being, you know, two weeks behind, it's like, damn, what if? Right. A lot can happen in a short amount of time, especially mm -hmm. if like the person's the right person. So I think it's a great point by you. And at the end of the day, could definitely come back to haunt her and prevent her from winning this. I have one final note here on Michelle's hometown day. And that was, did you see her fucking jump shot? Baller. Oh, her my God. Had a nice jump shot, too. Oh, my goodness. It must run in the family. That made obviously we've talked about this before, especially with Maddie, like. We love The Bachelor and we love basketball. You combine those two things together and we are the happiest people when we're watching this show. Game over. Uh, yeah, so Michelle's Game jumper. Over. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, let's 100, go on to the next 100. one. Um, the next hometown, did we get – who was next? Was it Bree? Because my tweets jumped from Michelle to Rachel and then I go to Serena – but I think Brie was in the middle. Uh, I don't remember. Is that bad? I no, don't because remember. that's where I'm at too. Like again, at, like I think we can confidently say that Brie's hometown was the most lackluster of all of that. Yeah, which is which is a bummer because I think right now, out of the four who are left, I want her to win. Like I feel Brie? like she has like yeah, okay. but like we just haven't gotten enough of her. Like, we haven't gotten enough of Brie. She was, like, very big early on, had the first one-on-one -on -one with him, but it was kind of like Abigail. Like, she's just kind of falling off the map. And I think 
if she was further along with him, like I would want her to win. And I think I do want her to win at certain times, but I just don't think it's like you said, like, it's just a little lackluster. Yeah. She just, she doesn't bring it. Yeah. I think like, that's the best way to summarize it. Like, you, just, you look at her on screen and like she's captivating and she really just has kind of very similar to like that Tasha charm to where like mm-hmm. she's on screen and like she's kind of like glowy and things like that. But she doesn't have that same gravitational pull that Tasha had when the cameras yeah. were on her. Like she's close, but she doesn't fully have it. And she has this really quiet personality as well that doesn't lend itself to anything you know, exuberant or over the top either. And that yeah. is what I think really holds her back. And it sucks because she is somebody who is just a stunning human being, but that can only translate so well. Yeah. And, you know, just like we talked about with Michelle starting late, like even with Bree, like once you get a little bit behind, especially this late in the game, it's mm-hmm. hard to make up that ground. So I just think she's too far back and too far behind to pull this off and win. And yeah, right. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I'm rooting for her because she seems like a pretty genuine person. But I just don't think that she's going to be the person who wins this. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I felt like that even last week before hometowns, I was just kind of like, eh, like if, you're, if you were just looking at the group, of uh, Serena, of uh, Brie, Rachel, Michelle, and even Piper, who was on the cusp, uh, who was on the fringe. Like, if you had to rank those, it's like Brie. Like, she made that run early, and we were, and you know, and like things were looking up. But what is, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, that's the question that a lot of this really does come down to, because very similar, very similar to Abigail, as you mentioned. You know, you you start off hot. And then you just cool off, never to be seen again. And she doesn't have the personality to make to pull off that comeback blatantly. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's unfortunate because, you know, I think if they had more time and she had this bigger personality, it could be completely different. Uh, I think that leads itself to a very interesting question is, of the four... If there were no cameras, no show, and these people met at a bar, who do you think would be the one to end up with Matt? Good question. Um, and you could go a bunch of different ways with it. I think I would have to say Michelle. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I maybe Brie close second. Like, what's up? Maybe Brie close second. Right, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, what is the circumstance to where Bree and Matt end up together? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like Matt and Bree to me seem more like a fling than an actual thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I think we get that fling vibe because they're just like, there's not as much there as there mm-hmm. is with some of the other girls. Yeah, so that, I think that's, that's like a point. good way to characterize it because, you know, it just kind of feels like she's there like along for the ride. Right. And 
I don't know. With no real right, with no real shot at the end of this. So I think yeah. we're we're in agreement that right now Breeze in third, right? Yep. Yeah. Obviously, because yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about in just a second. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So we got so we got Bree at number three, but I will say this too. Um, Bree made the comment at the end of the episode about being the last one to get that rose, even though all three of them were gonna like the order would actually fuck the order doesn't matter then. The order does not matter. If you if all three of you were getting a rose, like because Serena P left, there is no need to make that comment of, oh, I was the last one to get a rose, and oh no, like that, you know, really shatters my confidence. No, that doesn't matter. That doesn't yeah. matter. I don't think you could put too much weight into something like that. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, let's move on. Let's talk Rachel. Um Skydiving. Oh yeah, let's start there. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> jump right ahead to the actual meeting of the parents and things like that. But yeah, we gotta start there. Um, I'll say it. I have no issue saying it. Seeing her eat the earth, hysterical. Loved it. it so fucking funny. Pretty funny. I am glad that she is okay and that no one was hurt. But that was a that was a quite a whop. It was. Like, I love, I love that you can actually hear the crisp audio of. Yeah, it was quite a, a boom, whatever you want to call it, like, doof. Like, she hit that ground hard, and she was looking pretty rough. She had, like, grass in her hair and everything like that. Like, that could not have felt good, and that was wild. Um, did you notice that in one shot they did have her hair all fucked up and then the very next and one then, it was like, perfectly straight? Oh, yeah, like pristine. <laughs> it was pristine. Like they mm-hmm. had totally like been like, let's clean you up and we're going to come back and you're going to sit on the ground like you were sitting on the ground. Yep. The uh, the, shot, the makeup department was working overtime that day. That's for sure. Um, they crushed it. I'm very curious to know because like she even made the comment to her mom where it's like I'm like bruised and it, like she kind of like alluded like to like her face and I was like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I maybe. truthfully, I don't know how much I believe that part. Like, I'm <laughs> sure, she, I'm sure she was bruised somewhere. Multiple, for sure. Multiple places, for sure. But her face, did she eat, did like, did she eat? Her? I mean, yes, yeah, I guess she did because she had grass in her hair, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, makeup can do a, a lot of things. great things. Yes, so, right. you know, maybe if they were just like light, lighter bruises or whatever you know that makeup was able to cover it up i don't know i mean it was quite a spill though Uh, um credit to matt for being superman in that moment loved it yeah right yeah i mean good guy was the respectable yeah it was the respectable (laughs) thing to do the right thing to do and you know um you know it's like you said what it's what we've come to expect from matt which i guess is a good thing yeah i uh i will say this though I, i i need a gif i need a gif of rachel hitting the ground I need that in form. Uh, that's just, there's so many different instances I could take. Uh, I could use that gift for. So oh, yeah. Somebody, please. I just, just tweet it to me. Just tweet it to me. 25 underscore MJK. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the actual meeting of the parents here. We kind of got, you know, like some kind of grilling from her dad to matt Mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything that we haven't seen before 
It's yeah. just that typical of I'm going to attempt to be a bit of a hard ass, but it's nothing major over the top, right? We kind of like we usually see right through those things. Yeah. Uh, and I think I actually want to focus on the conversation that Rachel had with her mom. Okay. Because, you know, she was, or her mom was just kind of like, do you see any red flags? And Rachel's just like, no, no, no. Like, this is like, I feel like this is my, my person. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in love with them and X, Y, Z, like so on and so forth. That to me is a very interesting conversation because we normally don't see the mom. I guess we kind of, I was just saying, we normally don't see the mom like push her daughter that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt like that was just a very interesting conversation um, with both of Rachel's parents coming in as skeptics, whereas the mother is usually just kind of like, very understanding and you know trying to get on the same page with their daughter but this one was was just slightly slightly different yeah yeah i mean i mean it's like you said like there was some stuff that happened and you know her dad pushed matt a little bit Mm -hmm. but i don't think anything that happened with her parents is going to be something that no. we remember. Correct. And it's just like, again, this common theme over the course of the hometowns that happened during this episode, which, you know, is kind of a bummer. I mean, it's a bummer for us because we watch the TV, but I guess like, if you know, if you're Matt, like you're obviously super pleased that there were no major hiccups in the road or anything like that. Yeah. And actually now that we're done thinking, just, you know, taking a second to, you know, hear you talk. We've missed a few points already in this episode. We missed Michelle. We missed Michelle saying that she was starting to fall in love, starting to fall in love with Matt, and Matt didn't say it back. Yes. And then we had Bree saying it, and that was the first time that she's actually fully expressed her feelings. Now, mm-hmm. kind of just dialing it back now because we're gonna circle. Everything's gonna tie together at some point during this episode. It's usually how this podcast goes. Um, when he didn't say, "I love," or I, you know, I'm starting to fall in love. With, I'm starting to fall in love with you. Back to Michelle, that didn't look good. Like as somebody who like who was rooting for Michelle, and as we just talked about, you know, like we think that if she either had more time or just a different, you know, scenario could thrive with Matt. Her not getting that was like, oh, especially because she is such a fan favorite, you know, and she is somebody that. I think we all really like and who we want, you know, to win and to win if possible. Um, but that, so that wasn't a great look for her. Uh, it's kind of like one of those moments where like the writing's on the wall. And then even with Brie, um, man, I give Brie a lot of credit for saying that, you know, but it, it did kind of feel last ditch effort we've talked about that before the last ditch i love you to try and just yeah. kind of save yourself and throw yourself a lifeline yeah i mean that's definitely a good way to characterize it and you know she seems pretty insecure about her, mm-hmm. her standing in general and so like maybe that's why she said that because it's just a last ditch effort for her to maybe stir up some feelings and mad and keep her around a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. 
And here's how this all ties back to each other. Because Matt didn't ask for the blessings of any of the parents. Not one. And Which that I was, liked. That was, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are so used to that. And I noticed it. I noticed it first with Michelle. I don't know if I don't know how many people like picked up on that, but yeah. So it happened with Michelle, who didn't ask for it, and then we had Rachel's, and that's when he actually like verbally said, I think in a confessional or in, in an in an ITM where it was just like, "Hey, I I don't want to." Actually, it was with her dad, with Rachel's dad, I think, where he was just like, "I'm yeah, not going to ask." Yeah, pretty upset about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to ask for the blessings of these parents if I don't. Uh, just because like, I don't know yet. And I don't want to give them or me like false expectations. Um, yeah. So I did. I, I like that a lot. That's not something that we'd normally see. Um, it is a bit of a staple of the franchise to, you know, to have that moment where you're asking for the blessing, but uh, yeah, shout out to him for kind of taking the unconventional route for this show. Yeah, for sure. I think, I respect that a lot more. Wait till you have like a clear head and know what you want and then have that conversation with the girl's parents because you might not be able to do it in person, but you can do it. And I think mm-hmm. if you go to that girl's dad and have that meaningful conversation after you've chosen her or know that you're going to pick her, mm-hmm. it's going to go a lot more smoothly. So, right. I agree with you. I think it's like, it was a cool thing that we haven't seen before. Do, uh, what did you think of Rachel's reaction to not having him do that? Because she, as you said, like she was a bit upset by it. Um, I don't know. Like me. Yeah. I don't know because I think it's easier for her to worry about something like that in the moment, like for her to like overthink but I think if she took a step back, it might not be as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But I think just like in that moment when she knew that that was the case, it's probably a tough pill to swallow um, because you're expecting certain things. And when you get, don't get those certain things, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. You're not going to feel good about it. So um, I think she was just struggling in the moment with not getting what she needed to get. Yeah, I think so too. But I also think that, you know, from what we've seen and even she's kind of said, she actually told it to her mom where she's just like, this feels so different and, you know, not to be naive, but I feel like I'm so much different than all the other girls or like our connections all totally different. And she's right about that. Right. Like as we've discussed, like, and as all of you guys know, like she is by far and away the clubhouse leader right now. So I mm-hmm. get why she wanted him to ask, but I also don't think it was needed because of how far ahead that she is. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I just I'm going to assume that in the moment it was something that gave her some insecurity and caused her to question where she was at. But, you know, from She's our perspective fine. and right. watching it over the course of however many weeks it's been, it's clear to us and to other people that she is the clear clubhouse leader at this point. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, let's move on to the most maybe confusing. It was weird. Contestant. Like it was weird in recent memory. Right. Serena. I, P- I think it's like weird for so many different reasons. Too. I like for. 
for me, it's weird because I never saw it to begin with. Yes. Like it was even like, I think we talked about this last week or the week before when they had their second one-on-one, like Mm -hmm. it just, for me, always seemed like something was missing. Yeah. So it was weird that he wasn't seeing that and was having what it seemed like was a good time with her when in reality, maybe he wasn't, maybe she wasn't like, I'm guessing she didn't just randomly start feeling this way. So it's a weird situation. There's so, as you said, there's so many different oddities and angles we can take to discuss this. We'll try and navigate it the best that we can. Um, I feel like we need to start with this. She should have left last week. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the writing was on the wall last week. And I'm going to sound like all my friends are going to listen to this and they're going to be pissed. Cause I sound like such a fucking hypocrite because <laughs> I did this week. And as if you even know, I yeah. did, I did last week what Matt did this week. And that is you continuously try and extend that olive branch, trying to form that connection and you just keep doing it over and over again, hoping that the fish is going to take the bait, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And there's nothing you can like do about it. You're so close that mm-hmm. you're just scratching and clawing and just trying to get to that point. But yeah, and like it's also weird to me that like he had to go to her. It's yep. like you said, this should have happened last week. She should have said, I'm not ready for this. I don't feel like I'm there. I need to go home. But even after the hometown, it was still him going to her to be like, hey, what's going on? Where are you at? Let's talk. Mm-hmm. And that is weird to me. Listen, I, I was literally in that situation like four days ago. <laughs> you so, were. You were. I, I mean, I, like, it's, it's so it's wild because it's just like. I don't know. I think he hit this. I think he hit that point too, where you realize you can only do so much. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. A relationship is a two way street. Like you can only do so much. And at some point or another, you need the other person to step up. And if they don't, well, there you go. Like you got your answer and she yeah. just couldn't step up. Yep. Uh, totally agree with you. I mean, it it is a two way street and, you know, like even if you're on the same page about a lot of things, like if you're not going down the same street and you can't get to that point, then you need to go. And it's like you said, there was, it was just a lot of weird things about it. And, you know, even as I sit here right now, I'm still trying to figure out how she made it so far. Yeah, but like I, they pointed, I think Chris pointed this out. Like she had two one on ones. They spent the most time alone together. Like of all the content, like it was Serena P just had the most time with them. So how do you make it to that point back to what you were saying? Like with all that time and you make it this far and it's like for like for nothing. Like we could like think of yeah. like, that's like that. And I guess like even Matt kind of alluded to this word, like after she leaves and, you know, he's talking to Chris and he's just like, 
maybe I should have had somebody else here instead of her. You know, yeah. like whether it was like a Piper or a Kit, somebody like literally anybody else who made a deeper on it. Yeah, I mean, and you know that he might come back to kick himself for that reason. It, mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean, any number of people who could have be who could be there instead of Serena might have like might have been the difference. Like, who knows what could have happened if he kept somebody else right. around? I mean, you know, we could have like a completely different ending and a completely different picture at the end of all of this. Right, and that's where that's where I think. I would struggle if I were the lead, if that were to happen to me. Like I, you know, I talk, I talk about it a lot being on this show. Like, I feel like I would do really well in it on both sides, whether I was a contestant or if I was the lead, but that's definitely something that would fuck me up because if you made it this far and then you decide to leave, well, I congrats. I could have had girl number five there over you instead and i could have saw where that relationship went yeah and for sure me, i don't know like to me leaving at that leaving at that point when you're so far deep and you had had the most time with them to try and sort out your feelings and things like that like that's just so sketchy it is so it's sketchy. a bad it's a really bad look for her and she did not come away from this season um looking in a good like in a good light in anyone's mind Mm -hmm. so that was definitely that was that was a tough look that was a tough look for sure yeah Um, and he was eaten up by it and mm -hmm. you know i think it kind of put things into perspective for him and i think for the first time it made me feel like he knew that this was real and You know, that this wasn't just a, a TV show. This was real life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we'll see how this how this goes moving forward. Um, we got Fantasy Suites in two weeks. Tell all next week, which eh, we'll see what happens. I've, I've always kind of been saying this season that because of the way that the past, you know, seven weeks have unfolded, we, we're probably in for a really good tell all, especially with yeah. this casting crew. Right. Oh, for um, sure. So we'll see what happens there. I, I enjoy the fact that we do kind of get like that little mini break, mini break off. Um, but when we jump, when we jump back in two weeks, we got fantasy suites and it looks like we finally get to that climax point of Matt's breakdown, which has been kind yeah. of teased and sprinkled throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the trailers throughout the course of the season. And we get it. I was, I've been waiting for it. Didn't know when it was going to happen. I actually thought it was going to happen this week when Serena left. And it looks mm-hmm. like that it's actually going to take place in just a few weeks instead. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see how he gets to that point. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Other than that, I think we just did a pretty good job of wrapping all this up. And we went actually a lot longer than I thought we would. So that's good. I think that was probably the best that we could have done by far. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, I was kind of going through some of the other, you know, podcasts and things like that. And there was this kind of consensus of eh, not a whole lot happened here, but I also felt like that I saw some people dragging it out. I felt like we made some good points here, didn't ramble on too much or anything like that. And, you know, we got what we needed to say off our chest. I agree. All right. We got tell all next week. Honestly, 
Not sure if we're going to have a full pod or if we're even going to pod at all. Maybe yeah. we'll take next week off and then we'll just come back uh, in two weeks with uh, with a double, with a two for one, where we'll just kind of talk about the tell all loosely and then dive into the yeah, episode. I, I think that's probably our best bet. It's hard to get a full episode out of the tell all because it, it just is. And I feel like we haven't done that in the past or if we have, it's been on a very minimal basis. So yeah, I think we'll see what happens, but it might be easier to skip next week and then briefly talk about the tell all the week after. We'll yeah, I think see. that's probably going to be the plan. And, you know, we, we could all use a break from hearing us talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for us. I'm assuming you have no other final thoughts. No, I think that's it, man. All right, cool. So anyways, thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to us ramble out this goddamn show. If you are wanting more of this lovely conversation interaction hit that subscribe button we do drop weekly episode recaps and remember you aren't in your feelings you just have a case of the mondays later